Bush and Richie here with your home time show. I'm going to give you a, a quick health warning ahead of the show. I had three hours sleep last night. Yep. Um, I feel like my performance has been okay today. You've been all right. We, we had a little um, coffee beforehand and uh, I was worried that you weren't going to hold up for the whole show because you were in, you were in quite a state. I've had a lot of coffee today and I think that's what's kept me going. Um, so that's the warning. Don't know what you're going to get. I think it's been a decent show. I'm quite intrigued by your journey home this evening, though. This is my point. I'm concerned. concerned. I, I, I'm tempted to do the whole Paddington Bear thing and have a little sign around my neck yeah. to say, if I've got to Hartford's, I've gone too far. Do you know what? There was a guy that used to get the same train back from me, with me. Not, I didn't know him, but I would see him. He'd always get on and go to sleep. And he used to set an alarm for himself. Brilliant idea. Wake himself up before the... Because you, you're a man who knows what train you're getting on. I'm not, normally. Yep. But you'll be able to time that to perfection. Hey, Siri. Set me an alarm for 20 past eight to say wake up. He's done it. He's doing it. Because a lot of the times, your watch and your phone pipe up. Yeah. You've not even asked for the help. And the one time you asked for the help, <laughs> it didn't say anything. There you go. What an anti-climax. Here's the podcast. <laughs> Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Tuesday's Hometime Show, the no-repeat guarantee. It's Bush and Richie. Nothing repeated while you listen at work. And maybe your work is one of the two trades today as we go head-to-head once again in the Hometime Trade Euro Championship. It's another day of the Hometime Trade Euro Championships. And today's match is... Electricians versus plasterers. So we had our opening day game yesterday. What a battle that was between plumbers and painters yesterday in Group A. Uh, plumbers came out victorious and topped the group at the moment. We have another hot fixture for you tonight on the Home Time Show. It's the first match from Group B. It's the electricians versus the plasterers. Let's meet our two tradespeople uh, representing the electricians. First up, uh, it's Dazza. How are you, Dazza? I'm good, very good. Uh, name us your company, Dazza. Well, I'm, I'm self-employed, so... Dazza, Dazza's Electricals, is that what it's called then? <laughs> that'll, that'll do, that's fine, yeah. Where are you at the moment, Dazza, up and down the country? I am just outside Chelmsford at the moment. Good lad, stay there, let's meet the person you're going up against in this Group B clash. Representing plasterers across the United Kingdom is Adam. How are you doing, Adam? I'm really good, boys, yeah? We are good. What's your company or are you uh, Adam's plasterers? <laughs> No, we are AJS Plastering Limited. We are a Essex-based plastering and rendering company, not a million miles from you, Bushy. In, uh, we're in Hockley, you're in Leeds, so if you ever need a plaster, you know where to come. This is getting better and better, it's this competition, isn't business, it? yeah. Is this maybe an all... Offer all... A bit, maybe offer a little bit of discount. Well, I mean, Daz is from Chelmsford there. This is an all-Essex clash. It's a local on derby, it. isn't it? Isn't it? Well, listen, fellas, stay there. You're going to go head-to-head in a second. Richie's going to explain the rules. Uh, You are going to get 20 seconds each uh, to suggest, well, to tell us why your trade is better than the other. Uh, Then the listeners will vote. They will take into account everything you've said and it will be their vote that decides where the points go today, all right? So uh, it's going to be Dazza first, who's going to get his 20 seconds. Dazza... Tell us, yep. why are electricians better than plasterers? Your time starts now. Well, where would, where would you be without an electrician? You, you, you always need us. The, with, um, the country would grind to a halt if you didn't have the electricians. You'd have no lights, no power, your computers. Soon your cars are going to be all running by electricity, so you'll have no transport. Um, 
And you, who would you call if your power goes out? You wouldn't call a plaster, would you? Time's up, <laughs> time's up, time's up. I oh. made some strong points, but I don't know whether he took enough down about the plaster. I felt like Dazza was very good at putting forward why the electricians are the best, but maybe he didn't land any shots on the plasterers. Let's find out uh, what Adam's got to come back to on that one. Adam, your 20 seconds will start in a second about why plasterers are better than electricians. Your time starts now. Us plasterers are always happy-go-lucky. Electricians always look like got a face like a flat bum. And when have you ever heard a customer come into a bedroom after an electrician's finished and say, what a lovely ring main you put in there? And what a lovely <laughs> When they come in and the plasters are done, they come in and go, wow, look at this. What a lovely job you've done. You transport Time's up. Time's up. Plasters transport homes. Time's up. He's trying to land some blows under after the bell. He's like Mike Tyson, this fellow. He's come straight out and punch him. Unbelievable. What about that is? That's going to be very difficult for the public to vote on who is the winner. Which trade has come out victorious in this clash? Uh, Ian says, uh, he tweets, electricians are best, obviously. Plasters can barely string a sentence together. They generally wow. have to be kept away from clients and cats. He then does actually finish, says, I'm an electrician. I don't know whether his vote could be counted. It's slightly tarnished and it tainted a, a bit, though, yeah. isn't it? I would say, in my experience of getting stuff done on the house, um, plasterers, are, um, plasterers are slightly different, unusual, almost artisan. You know, yeah. because, because it's kind of a specialist thing. They kind of they drop in in the middle of the job and then disappear, like go up in a puff of smoke. <laughs> uh, Tracy says, electricians win hands down. <laughs> if you get a dodgy plasterer, you look at a messy wall. Yeah. But if you get a dodgy electrician, then bang. Very interesting point. You can't argue with that. Cannot argue with that. Seth says, as a customer who had a new kitchen done last year, my vote goes to Gary the Sparky. Did a cracking job. Plasterers were a touch slapdash. Touch <laughs> slapdash. Uh, Joe in Yorkshire says, my vote is for plasterers. Electricians takes knowledge. Decent plasterer takes skill. Still a tough choice, though, says Joe. So kind of in between the two. Daryl and Wayne, if plasterers win, I'll turn off Absolute Radio and I'm never coming back on. Now, come on. <laughs> this, it's just a group game. There's still all to play for. They've got two groups here, A and B, all to play for this week. Now, let's go to the phones and get a little view on what people are making of this. We've got Mick on the line at the moment. Mick, what are your thoughts so far? Well, I'm a project manager for... a. I'm one of the major ass builders, and uh, they're both as bad as one another, mate. Wow! So you think they're both as bad as each other? Why are they? Yeah, why are they both as bad as each other? Because of, all they do is moan. What'll happen is that the um, electrician will put all his cables in, and the plaster will come along, and then the plaster will screw the electrician's cables, and it's just a nightmare. Then the plaster moaning because the, um, the electricians have to take the plasterboard off to repair where the went through the cable. They're just a nightmare, mate, as far as I'm concerned. Wow. So you're a project manager. You should be independent of the two. If if you had to see the result go either way or points were shared today, what would be your verdict, Mick? Um, I think we'd go for a draw. An honourable wow. draw. And, and in terms of the whole tournament, the Trade Euro Championships, out of the eight different trades that we've put forward, is there one that you think should be a deserved winner? Carpenter. Carpenter. Uh, they're in Group B. This group which we're talking about today on the show, we'll have to see them at some point this week. Yeah, OK. Thank you very much for the call and keep up the good work. Cheers, fella. Take care. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye. It's another day of the Hometime Trade Euro Championships. And today's match is... Electricians versus Plasterers. 
Yes, uh, the group game today, Group B, first game from Group B in the Trade Euro Championship. Electricians versus plasterers uh, taking part earlier on. It was Adam the plasterer versus Dazza the electrician. Which of those two trades was better than the other? Well, according to your votes and some news for you, Dazza, it's the electricians. Get in there, yes. <laughs> the public are voting in their masses for the electricians. How do you feel to win your first group game in the Trade Euro Championships here on Home Time? Oh, I'm over the moon, Des. Over the moon. <laughs> well, congratulations. It's a point for the electricians. Plasterers Thank rock bottom of the group. Uh, we will be returning to Group A tomorrow. It'll be the Brickies versus the Gardeners. Ooh. If you're a Brickie, if you're a gardener and you want to represent your trade, now's the time to get in touch. And I get to give your business a little shout on the radio, which is a great thing as well. We'd love to hear from you. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Drop us a text, 81215, or tweet at absolute radio Dazza well done thank you very much Teps brilliant hope you're having a great Tuesday it's home time with Bush and Richie it's Father's Day this Sunday and all week we're giving you the chance to win a thousand pounds plus a special Father's Day label edition of White Mackay the triple matured scotch whiskey for a richer smoother taste now each day we're going to be spinning the dad chat generator random topic will be chosen whatever the generator spits out we want your best dad stories on that topic whether it's about your dad or someone else's dad or how yourself have navigated fatherhood we're going to make sure you got some brilliant stories Stories. Let's load up and fire off the Dad Chat Generator. Here we go. Spinning the Dad Chat Generator. It's ball number 48. You'll never have heard anything like it. It's, it is unlike anything we've ever done, isn't uncanny, it? Uncanny, uncanny. Even down to the, what, what sounds like a table tennis ball. <laughs> it does sound like it. Can't be. It must, must be higher tech than that. Exactly. Ball 48. Uh, Dad games. What games did Dad create for the family? Uh, maybe could be car games. Car could games. be garden games. Could be something different. We want to hear about those ingenious Dad-created games. Now, my dad didn't create it, but he definitely got us playing the... Have you ever played the number play game where you start with one and got to work your way up? <laughs> Uh, absolutely mind numbing he loves it <laughs> he may have created that what did your dad create now Wayne has very proudly got in touch saying I invented flip flop cricket wow wear a flip flop on one hand as a bat hours of enjoyment I would like to see that on maybe one of the Sky Sports channels <laughs> that'd be good wouldn't it uh, Lucy uh, tell us about your dad's game what it was he used to come home from work he used to work on a building site and um, as my mum was cooking tea keep us quiet because me and my sister were really hyperactive and this was like early 90s um, you used to make us sit on the bed and turn all the lights off mm-hmm. use our clown wig and then hide the side of the bed Wow! and if we moved or even come to near the edge of the bed he used to jump up and scream and just grab our legs and drag us off but tickle us but it was like Lucy. not a nice tickle it was a this is this is one of the scariest, most unsettling things oh, I've ever heard of. It's like a it's like a home based version of the movie uh, or book It by Stephen King. <laughs> well, still to this day, I can't even watch it. <laughs> and I love horror films, but I can't watch anything with clowns in. Lucy, I'll we're after your dad games, not dad hauntings. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what what did what did he call it? Oh. Scary clown wig grabby grab. <laughs> Call it. I don't know. It was just this weird game we used to play. So, You've got to give this guy a name. What was his name? In our house. My dad was Leslie. It's 
Leslie. Good old Les and his clown wig. And yeah. Grabbing you while she's trying to hide in the bed. Well, that is a terrifying start. And I don't, I don't want to sound like Nick Ross from Crime Watch, but do sleep well. Don't have nightmares this evening after hearing that. Carl in Ipswich says, My dad's game when we were younger were, were if we were on a family walk, he would pick 50p up off the floor and repeat it a few times. So, us four kids used to spend the whole walk being really quiet looking for money. God rest his soul. The man was a legend. Love that. Cheers, Carl. Uh, Naomi says, Dad never had much common sense. I remember we used to play a game in our back garden called Who Can Throw the Football the Highest in the Air? Good, uh, catchy name. He'd throw it as high as the roof on the house. I remember being madly impressed. Unbelievably, only ever resulted in one broken window, the neighbour's greenhouse. At least he wasn't wearing a clown wig. Sketchy details on this one. My husband created the fish and chip game. Ooh. You just need a blanket to a child to be the piece of fish and then you wrap them up. That's where the details end. I like that. And there's a particular way of wrapping fish and chips, having yeah. worked in a chippy. So Absolutely. Good skills. Where the game comes in, and maybe you need more than one child to then judge which child's been wrapped better. I don't know. If you've got know. four or five kids, you could stack them up the way that they put them, or put them in like a hot plate to keep them warm if you're waiting for a haddock. Almost need more details. Uh, Adrian, tell us about your old man. My father was very good with his hands and he loved his workshop. And he made us loads of stuff when, he, uh, when I was a kid. Oh, what did he make? He made us uh, a, uh, a watchtower, wow. which he made out of angle iron. He made us a zip wire. He made me uh, a couple of submachine guns. As you do. Uh, <laughs> like, like you do. Uh, out of what? Uh, and uh, Steel. And, and his pièce with the resistance. Just checking they didn't work. No, 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 it didn't work. Good, I'm right. not included. Yeah, yeah. and the, the pièce de résistance was a was an anti-aircraft gun. <laughs> oh my lord! Um, <laughs> with with, with um, the magazine was made from a washing machine. Uh, yeah, your um, from a washing machine. your backyard must look like Guantanamo Bay or something like that, with all this kind of wire <laughs> and stuff everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. My well, our backyard. I was I was I was raised on a on a small farm a flower farm so we had a bit of space out the back so uh, great and well, what's your dad's name let's yeah. give him a name and give him the credit because he sounds like an ingenious guy well he was sadly no longer with us and hasn't been for some time but his name uh, was uh, Morris Louis. oh Morris even a great name inventor's name fantastic and, it, and yeah. it, the legend of Morris lives on I'm sure Absolutely, it does. Uh, some great games coming into the show. Thank you to everyone who's got in touch. Uh, some of them we can't con- totally decipher. This one says the cheese on wheels mini game. Go on. Mini is one point. Cheese on wheels is five points. Cheese is... <laughs> cheese is on we- <laughs> wheels mini... Uh, mini ten points. Used to give them pencil and paper in the back seat. The winner got a treat. Hours of fun. I still do it when I'm driving on my own. So it's a car spotting game, but with very tricky rules. I don't I don't see the correlation between uh, a Mini and cheese. No, it's not going to win. It's very, very confusing, but thanks for sending it in. <laughs> uh, Dad Games, exploding sticks, says this text uh, from Paddy and Ethan. I had a very bored five-year-old during the first lockdown. I invented a game called Exploding Sticks, which basically <laughs> involves whacking semi-rotten sticks on tree trunks. They would explode, make a big noise across the local woods, whilst my lad jumped up and down excitedly, especially if it was a big stick. Only Daddy could explode. Often attracting strange looks from passers-by, and despite Mum not approving, we played.
the game every day for six weeks, only one minor injury. It does sound a little bit like the Cheese on Wheels minigame. <laughs> Same kind of vein. <laughs> Phil says the best dad game ever was uh, a friend's dad who used to get his three kids to play Egyptians. He would be the pharaoh and they would be his slaves and do his bidding, like fetch him beer from the fridge, do the cleaning, etc. It took him a couple of years to cotton on to what he was up to. <laughs> it's not a game, is it? Inspired. Just, slavery. just modern slavery, really. We have heard nothing to change our opinion and you guys have been texting and tweeting about this as well. Right back, Lucy, with the the dad and the clown. Lest we forget. <laughs> Lest we forget. <laughs> uh, sitting in the dark and tickling them in a clown wig. Lucy, congratulations. You have won the £1,000. The special Father's Day label edition of White Mackay as well. Uh, always drink responsibly. See drinkaware.co.uk. Congratulations. <laughs> Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Found the most unusual sign ever on our street. You're not going to believe this. Bright yellow sign from the RSPCA, and it says in big, bold letters on the front of it, Snake Found. <laughs> Here this morning with a phone number to call the RSPCA. What is going on there? So that's what I'm trying to work out. So is this... They found it on your street, uh huh, and they're thinking that the snake lives on your street, and someone might be missing it. Is that the plan? I think so, because I, it, I, it's a weird one, right? Because obviously snakes are a bit scary, aren't they? Yeah, I and you say, don't want to yeah. bump into a snake. But it, normally, when you walk around British streets, it's wall to wall. Can you find, you know, my missing cat? <laughs> you know, Tabby or Jess <laughs> yeah. went missing three weeks ago. Have yeah. you seen her? Yeah. It's quite nice to actually get something where it's a positive story because it's being found. So yes. that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, weirdly enough, I think on this show about a year or two ago, I mentioned that we did find a snake on the street. So this is a habitual escapee. This could be the... So this is, you know, like in World War II where the same kind of uh, RAF pilots kind of, you know, escape from the same places all the time and got kind of rounded up by the Germans, like, come on, you lot, back in the van. But I don't think it was the same snake or not. I'm not too sure. But what we thought we would do as a knockabout fun end to a Tuesday evening, and this is niche, so we don't know how this is going to pan out, but we always take risks on home time. Final hour of the show, snake stories. <laughs> Have you got a, sno- a story that's got anything to do with a snake? Okay, okay. Rishi, you got any snake stories? Do you know what? I would run a mile from a snake um, to the extent that my brother is so scared of snakes that if... You know those little plastic sort of linky kind of snakes that we had as toys in the 80s? Oh, you kind of swing them around and yeah, they move. Swing them around. Yeah, yeah, If you left one of them for him on the side, he would go as white as a sheet really? and not talk to you for half hour. Is this the one that lives in America? No, <laughs> this is the one that lives in Reading. He's not <laughs> even that <laughs> ambitious. I was wondering if he'd move to Florida because <laughs> yeah. I said, that's not a great place <laughs> no, to go if you want to avoid him. No. Wowee, well, they get, if you've got a story on a snake and there's some great stuff coming in already, we want to hear about it. Yule says on Twitter, guys, I went to Budapest in 2011 I asked the hotel receptionist if there was anything going on over the weekend. She said that Whitesnake were playing the next day. <laughs> Being an old rocker, I got a ticket and had a fantastic <laughs> night. Does that count? We'll take that. Sarah says, and this is fascinating, I'm a chartered physio. Right. You're thinking, OK, where's, where's this, this going? going? I've been treating a royal python to some laser therapy to help heal some wounds that the python has. Now... Where do the skills transfer from physiotherapy to snake treatment? I, I worry that there's a lot of people out there who are going to, over the next 40 minutes or so, try and trick us into reading out mucky stuff. Do you feel that I might have just been hoodwinked? I, d- I hope not. I hope not. Not by Sarah. No, but she seems like a good egg. Let's Google Royal Python and oh, hopefully no. it'll all be fine. 
Rachel in Wolf says, I'm a nurse sister. A junior nurse came to me and said, there's a man in room five with a snake in his trousers. Oh, yeah. Thought it was a wind-up, went in there, and there was a 15-inch black and yellow snake in the patient's pocket. Wow. Uh, and then this. My snake story consists of being almost banned from Smith's Toys when I found and placed a huge stuffed toy snake on the floor with a foam toy sword down one of the aisles in the store. Almost got caught in the act by shop security who weren't impressed. I thought it was hilarious. What a legend. We are pretty sure we're the only radio station at this point this evening asking you for snake stories. A snake has been found on my street. Have you got a story to do with a snake? Tell us about it. Right, Sue has. Sue, take it away. Yeah, well, um, my daughter's fairly odd now, but when I was pregnant with her, my first child, um, we used to... Well, I had my bath. He used to have a bath as well, but not with me. Who did? The snake. <laughs> right, so let's let's just clarify. When you, water, they, you know, snakes like swim very well. When you were pregnant, you had a snake. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. What, what was his name, incidentally? What type was he? Gerald. Of course. <laughs> okay. And you used to bath. I didn't name. That was his name when I bought him. You okay. used to bath with the snake when you were pregnant. No, no, no. I had my bath. And, the, uh, and he'd have his. Snaking afterwards, okay. yeah. Is he like and using the old bath water? Because some people are a bit funny about that as well, aren't they? Well, snake didn't seem to mind. Okay. It wasn't dirty or anything. That's fair enough. Right. Yeah. And there wasn't any bubbles or anything. I wouldn't have done that to him. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that would be very, very... Um, snake friendly. for it. So yeah. you had your bath, Gerald had his bath, and then what happened after that? And then we'd just have an afternoon nap, as you do when you're pregnant and you put your legs up. And he'd, he'd just curl up on my bump. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that to Richie when he was double the man he is yeah. now. Absolutely. Well, curl up on your bump. Ama- yes, yeah. That is amazing. I don't, I, I, I don't al- know what to say. Almost tempted to end the whole snake thing now because we're not... <laughs> it's hard to beat that, isn't it? Where, where is Gerald now, if, may we ask? Is he? Unfortunately, he, he um, was pinched from me. Some unscrupulous people. Oh my Snake word. theft? This is unbelievable. Yeah. My yeah. word. Yeah, well, he, he was 14 foot by then. I got him when he was three foot. Wow. wow. There's so much to unpack from this one story, we don't even know where to begin. Let, he let was me tell a you. Big snake. <laughs> big snake. <laughs> okay. so he was so friendly. And I used to take him down to the shops, yeah, put him around my neck. We used to sunbathe out the front as well. <laughs> Enough. That's incredible. Thank you. It goes on, it goes on. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you are uh, up for taking part in our trades, uh, Euro Championships as well, drop us an email, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Represent your line of work. And, Rich, you got your alarm set. You're good to go. Yeah, 20 past eight, I will be awake. It's all good. I'm going to sleep on the train. You've been listening to the Home Time Show on Absolute Radio. When you go home, you've been listening to the Home Time Show. The, the last, last bit, bit of, of the no repeat guarantee. Soon, May, your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel the home time show is about the Essex loop the bird invasion and I hate for Bing the home time show we speak of pundit shoes and a lass called Leona soon may your tea will come you can watch TV in your tracky bottoms until then we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel